Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, January 11th. Yeshua, I am asking that you give each one of us a delightful meal of freshly baked bread, living manna from heaven today. You say in your word that you are the bread of life, as it is written in John 6.35. And Yeshua said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. You also say in your word, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Yeshua, in Matthew 4.4, you quoted this verse from Deuteronomy when you were being tempted by the devil. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You also said to your disciples in John 6.51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Uh, But today we ask that you serve us fresh bread from the ovens of heaven. Would you please prepare our hearts to take in and eat this bread? Today we take in Yeshua. We take him into our hearts. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to understand what you, Yeshua, want to speak to us today through your word. We ask this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Va'era, and it means, And I Appeared. Exodus 8, 7-18 The frogs shall retreat from you and your courtiers and your people. They shall remain only in the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh's presence, and Moses cried out to Hashem in the matter of the frogs which he had inflicted upon Pharaoh. And Hashem did as Moses asked. 
The frogs died out in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields, and they piled them up in heaps till the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he became stubborn and would not heed them as Hashem had spoken. Then Hashem spoke to Moses, Say to Aaron, Hold out your rod and strike the dust of the earth, and it shall turn to lice throughout the land of Egypt. And they did so. Aaron held out his arm with the rod and struck the dust of the earth, and vermin came upon man and beast. All the dust of the earth turned to lice throughout the land of Egypt. The magicians did the like with their spells to produce lice, but they could not. The vermin remained upon man and beast. And the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of Hashem. But Pharaoh's heart stiffened, and he would not heed them as Hashem had spoken. And Hashem said to Moses, Early in the morning present yourself to Pharaoh, as he is coming out to the water, and say to him, Thus says Hashem, Let my people go, that they may worship me. Or if you do not let my people go, I will let loose swarms of insects against you, and your courtiers, and your people, and your houses. The houses of the Egyptians, and the very ground they stand on, shall be filled with swarms of insects. But on that day, I will set apart the region of Goshen, where my people dwell, so that no swarms of insects shall be there, that you may know that I am Hashem, am in the midst of the land. Matthew 8, 18-34 Now when Yeshua saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart to the other side. And a certain scribe came and said to him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. And Yeshua said to him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said to him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Yeshua said to him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And when he was come to the other side, into the country of the Gersenes, there he met two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Yeshua, Son of God? Are you coming here to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If you cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go. 
And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled, and went their ways into the city, and told everything, and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Yeshua, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. Psalm 10, 1-15 Why do you stand far off, O Lord, and why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? The wicked, in his pride, does persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they have imagined. For the wicked boasts of his heart's desire, and blesses the covetous whom the Lord abhors. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Your judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffs at them. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. He sits in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places does he murder the innocent. His eyes are privily set against the poor. He lies in wait secretly, as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He does catch the poor when he draws him into his net. He crouches and humbles himself, that the poor may fall by his strong ones. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face, he will never see it. Arise, O Lord. O God, lift up your hand. Forget not the humble. Wherefore does the wicked condemn God? He has said in his heart, You will not require it. You have seen it, for you behold mischief and spite, to requite it with your hand. The poor commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break thou the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness till you find none. Proverbs 3, 7 and 8 Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Four, three, two, one. I want to speak to you today from our reading out of Exodus chapter 8, and I want to zoom in on verse 15, where it is written, And the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of Hashem. But Pharaoh's heart stiffened, and he would not heed them, as Hashem had spoken. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The plague of lice had theological implications for the Egyptians, as it was the first time that Pharaoh's magicians recognized the finger of Hashem. According to Rashi, this plague was also one of three reasons why Jacob made his son Joseph promise to bury him in the land of Israel. See Genesis 47, 29-31. 
Jacob did not want to be buried in the Egyptian soil, which would crawl with lice, as described in verse 13. Rashi further explains that when Mashiach comes and the dead are resurrected from their graves, the remains of those buried outside Eretz Israel will need to be painfully roll great distances to get to Israel. To avoid this, Joseph asks to be buried in the Holy Land. Finally, Rashi writes that Jacob did not want to be deified by the Egyptians after his death. Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch, however, suggests a fourth reason. Though he had lived in Egypt for 17 years, he longed to be back in his homeland and wanted to impress upon his descendants that the land of Israel is where they really belong. To this day, there are many who follow Jacob's example. Appreciating the value and significance of the land, they ask their descendants to bury them in Israel, even if they are unable to live there. So I have yet another reason, prophetically, why Joseph wanted his bones to be buried in the land of Israel and not in Egypt. And to understand that, we need to go to Ezekiel 37. And recall in this chapter, Ezekiel is gazing across a landscape of a whole valley of very dry, dead bones. And and God tells him to prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And surely, says the Lord to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live, and I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and then you shall know that I am the Lord. And it goes on to say in Ezekiel 37, verse 7, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Verse 9, And he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. And so I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Now I want to pause and talk about that. That's a definition. You may wonder, well, who are these bones? Are they the Jewish people? No. They are the whole house of Israel, which includes the tribe of Judah, the Jews, but it also includes the ten tribes of the north, the northern kingdom, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. And the picture is they've been scattered, but God is going to ingather them and bring them all together and raise them from the dead. This has been partially fulfilled when the nation of Israel was reborn in May of 1948, and literally, out of the ashes of the Holocaust, the Jewish people who survived World War II returned to the land of Israel, and there's been a resurrection. 
But here is how it's a prophecy. Joseph's bones today are in a tomb in a town called, uh, well, it's called ancient Shechem or modern day Nablus. And Nablus sits between Mount Ebal, the Mount of Cursing, and Mount Gerizim, the Mount of Blessing, down in the valley. And it is completely taken over by the Palestinians. There's a big red sign on the road that says, Do not come down this road if you are Jewish on pain of death. So only Palestinians are allowed to live in this town of Nablus, where Joseph's tomb is. Joseph's bones are a prophecy that there will one day be a time to come in the future when all the rest of us who are not Jewish but who are part of God's family will be ingathered and we will return to the land of Israel. Joseph, that that tribe became the, the tribal leader of the northern kingdom. The northern kingdom is known as the house of Joseph. It's also known as the house of Ephraim, that's Joseph's son. Or it's also known as the house of Israel, while the southern kingdom is known as the house of Judah. So Joseph's bones being buried in ancient Shechem, modern Tainabluz, is a prophecy that one day God is going to ingather his people and bring them home back to the land of Israel. And with that, I'm going to conclude with a beautiful worship song about Ezekiel's bones. Please enjoy. The worship song is called Come Alive, Dry Bones, and it is sung by Lauren Daigle.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.